Good morning, Calvary. It's a pleasure to be able to share this update with you all. Um, there's so much that I want to share with you, uh, both on the local and the global scene. There's a lot that's been happening. My prayer is that as you are here this morning, that you're doing well. Uh, we are well. Um, things are progressing as best as we can after the pandemic. I would like to read uh, a song. It's a song. I'm going to read it to you. Um, and I want you to just take a listen to it for me, please. There's a fortune in abortion. Just a twist of the wrist and you're through. The population of the nation won't grow up if it's left to you. In the meantime, in the nighttime, there's always more work to undo. Oh, there's a fortune in abortion. But you'll end up in the pen before you're through. Now there's a gold mine in the sex line, and it's so easy to do. Not only rabbits have those habits, so why worry about typhoid and flu? You never bother the future father, and there's so many of them too. Oh, there's a fortune in abortion, but you'll wind up in the pen before you're through. Those words in that song was sung by Dr. Bernard Nathanson. Now, he was one of the founding fathers, one of the persons who was a proponent for pushing legal abortion in the United States. This was some 50 years ago. A few weeks ago, I watched the movie Roe vs. Wade, and it was a movie that was pushing to demonstrate to people what, what the history of legalizing abortion was in the country. Now his story was one of pain. He and his girlfriend had gotten pregnant and she determined that she wanted an abortion because she was ashamed and she didn't know how to tell her family. He didn't want her to but she was pushing for it and so she went and she had the abortion. After she had the illegal abortion at that time, uh, she returned home to where he was and she bled to death. That was the catalyst for him demanding legal legal abortion. He didn't want anybody to go through what he had been through. And so he pushed and he pushed. He became what they what they would say is the father of abortion. He he did so many abortions. And this was all um happening in New York City. A few years later, he the the industry changed and ultrasound machines were available and during that time he was trying to do an abortion and he saw the heartbeat of the child he fell to the ground asked God for forgiveness and he changed he made an abrupt change and he became the voice of against abortion he began to say hey this is necessary this is a human being father please forgive us in that song, he talked about money. There's a lot to be said about money. When, if you watch this movie, you'll see that his side of the coin, those who were trying to legalize abortion, they had so much funds coming in. On the opposite side, there was one Catholic priest, one lawyer, and one doctor. And I remember her, the doctor saying in the movie, it's like everything we come up with, they come up with uh, five times greater because they have so much money. That's not change. Those that are pushing for the in the, in the abortion industry, there's a tons and tons of money. And again, like us, 
we lack the funds to be able to just do the little things that we need to do to just meet the life of a child. But what I do believe is we have on our side is Christ. Christ is on our side. And we do it for the least of these and we've, we've saved some lives. On the flip side, when we hear Dr. Nathanson's word, there's a fortune abortion. The flip side is that I have clients who will say to me, thank you for saving my life, my child's life. I don't know what I would have been doing if I didn't have my child. One mother of six, when she came in, she said, is abortion wrong? And I turned it back on her and I said, you tell me. And she says, no, I know it's wrong. And one of the things I said to her, I said, let me ask you something. With each one of your children, how easy was it to know what the future holds? She says, none of them. I never knew the future held for any of them. I said, correct. And it's the same thing for this child. I said, I can't tell you what to do, but I can tell you that you're asking, is abortion wrong? You know that it's wrong. And so if you make that choice, you know what that's going to be. But if you can look at the hands and feet of your children today and you give thanks today for those. And again, she chose life. Are there those who don't choose life with us? Yes, they are definitely ours. We have seen an increase. And when I say an increase, I'm telling you, between four and five calls a week, sometimes two and three a day, of people calling for abortions. And I can tell you guys, their hearts are hardened. They're saying, no, we don't want your help. We want the abortion. And at that point, the only thing I can offer them is, hey, if you do happen to walk that road, we're here to help you with the healing. Because again, nobody speaks of the, the trauma that comes from the pain of abortion. We are 50 years behind our counterparts. Abortion is not legal in the Bahamas. It's still illegal. And I think sometimes that's why we don't get uh, some of the support we, we need to be able to really grow this ministry to the way it needs to be. I believe that people don't see a need for it because it is illegal and so they're not worried. And unfortunately, it'll probably not really grow until it is made legal. Is that something that we want to happen? No, but it's coming. One of the things I'd like to share with you on a global scale is that I have been involved in tons and tons of seminars and conferences and teleconferences where we're having a push by those who educate our children in the public settings where they're pushing for um, sex ed in schools without parental contact. Now this sex ed really demonstrates and gives people, gives students absolute information um, on how, where, and to go about having sexual relations pretty much. And this is what they're pushing. They're pushing and they're teaching them how to do these things. And this is the push that's coming down. We have persons um, right now in the Caribbean region who are trying to get a group together to stand against um, this. But our politicians are the ones who are going to be the ones to be the catalyst to change or not change this. And right now, it's when I'm telling you, it's hard. As many abortion calls as I'm getting, that's the amount of, of um, calls I'm getting become part of these groups to fight these things so that we can shore up the, the, the families in, in our homes. 
Uh, one of the things that a lot of young women I come into contact will tell me is that the things that I'm sharing with them, the word of God, just truth, how do they um, look for healthy relationships? They've never experienced that. They've never heard those things. And so they're saying to me, I've never heard these things. Where were my parents? Why did they didn't teach me these things? And so we're seeing a systemic issue with the people who are making these choices. And again, guys, I don't want you to think it's some poor young woman who doesn't have a job but doesn't have a great family life. It's not. Sometimes it's a pastor's daughter. Sometimes it's a wealthy person's daughter. So the demographic is is vast and, and varied. Um, on our side, it's been difficult. And I will speak to you just personally. For me personally, this has been hard. This last six years has been hard. I remember one time speaking to Calvary and I said that this is like an ocean and it just overtakes you and without God, there's nothing you could do. And at some point it's become that for me. Um, for the last year and a half and not even because of the pandemic, just the stress of running a, an ministry by yourself and, and trying to figure out what the next steps are, how to, how to manage the pennies that you get in, it's taken its toll. Uh, I saw the doctors on Friday and I've been advised to take a break. Um, I have I've done that already to a certain extent. We're still in Florida. Jeff is is taking a mass, another master's program onto his doctorate. And so I have taken some steps back, but I still take the day-to-day the -day calls and I still counsel clients. Um, the good thing is, um, I've been able to do that without too much stress and pressure. But sometimes I will tell you, when those calls come in, when the phone rings, I'm exhausted. I'm nervous. I'm, there's so much trepidation. There's so much fear. And so I've reached out to different organizations that I know who could possibly help us, who can absorb, absorb the center, um, see if we can find a new executive director. Uh, I'm requesting your prayers with that. We need a new executive director. I believe that we're on a catalyst for some major growth and some major changes, but we need that support to be able to do that. And so um, I'm praying that we can find that person who can take the ministry to another level. When I first got the call from God um, in North Miami, he told me to go home and begin something. And I've done that. And I believe I've been really faithful with that. And thank God for Jeff and, and his support and everybody else who's come along with us. We have a, a good board. Um, last year, we finally got uh, our paperwork after four, almost four years of trying to get a nonprofit paperwork. Four years, guys, where other organizations were getting theirs in less than six months. It's been, it's been, it's been a task. But on the flip side of that, we've seen... We've seen mothers that we've worked with become married to godly men. We have seen um, others who have two and three children who have gone back to school. Uh, we've seen um, others who were able to, to move out of a situation that was abusive. And all of them, they are, they are serving God. They're, 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 they're thanking God. They're looking to God for their hope and not just man anymore. Those things are definitely wins in our books. Um, we've had changes at the center. Um, uh, the church that we are ha housed in, they have needed more space for their, for their youth ministry. 
and so we have had to um, really um, move and, and change our space so we're in a, about a third about the space that we we had before but that works for us now one of the other things that I, I had mentioned before at some point was uh, a shelter as we continue to look at just the needs of what's on the ground you know when when you try to meet needs and when you try to bring a ministry you have to look at what are the needs we have been effective I believe but I believe that we could be more effective if we can have a shelter a shelter where we can house these women and their children for a six month to a year period this way we can really pour into their lives but they can have safe places a lot of the people who said that they're going to continue the abortion was they were being forced by the people that they lived with their family members or somewhat someone else they didn't have a place to go so if we can offer them a shelter, a place to go, then that's what we're going to do. So we're looking at rebuilding. We're looking at revamping the ministry and changing not not our focus, but just some of the off services that we offer, broadening, I would, I would like to say. Calvary has been faithful and so has so many people. And we know that the pandemic, that's hit so many people hard and obviously it's hit us hard too. We're oper operating at a 30% of the support that we were operating at. And so that also limits what we can do. Thank God for those who have come in and been able to volunteer with us and help us out. Um, my good friend, uh, Bob, you will hear from him soon. He has been such a major, major source of encouragement for us. He has brought missionaries from all over the U.S. And every time they've come in, they've come in and, and assisted us. Uh, we're hoping that as we continue that um, brotherhood, that 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 sharing together, that his work and, and our work um, would mesh. So as he comes to you, please hear his heart. Um, please hear my heart. Um, pray for me as I continue to deal with these medical issues. Um, and the doctors try to seek exactly what I need to do. Pray for those clients that, that we work with. And um, we look forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much. Blessings.